morning, good morning, Charmers. Welcome back to another episode of the Charming Libra. I'm your host, Tasha. Happy Friday, guys. Happy Venus Day. Um, so happy that it's the end of the week. Uh, I could definitely use some rest. Um, last weekend, I was able to do what I said because I immersed myself in nature. I actually went to a a flower um, plant festival and I was surrounded with beautiful plants and this beautiful natural rose garden that was just gorgeous and really inspired what I want my space to look like and even some outfits for me like it really inspired me to really open up to the flower chokers I love them I'm getting me one I'm getting me a pink rose because pink roses have that was the one that I connected to the most when I was there and I was like yeah my space is gonna be full of pink roses so um yeah it just inspired my summer aesthetic somewhat you know and I went inside the woods and just was able to connect and ground with nature and you guys know that whenever I'm in nature that's when I just connect with God the most because I just feel him in everything, you know, like I like lean my back against the trees and touch the trees and thank the trees for cleaning the air. And it's just, you know, I had asked him, I was like, you know, um, could you, you know, like, I'll, I'll just talk my heart out and I'm like, you know, could you just send me a sign that you're listening? Right. And, um, I asked for a butterfly. I was like, just send a random butterfly to let me know that you're listening uh, to me. And sure enough, (laughs) this like greenish yellow butterfly flies by. And I was just so grateful and thankful to God. Because, you know, a lot has been going on, but things are have gotten much better. And I'm coming to a, a... literally a sliver of closure to my past that I haven't been able to let go because I'm dealing with some things with it. I can't go into detail. Um, but I'm almost done with that. And it feels good because I can do my best to try to move on, even though I have some scars that will be with me forever. You know, that's something that I'll never forget, but I can do my best to just do what I need to do, get the care I need and everything else to have me working, you know, like physically at optimal level, hopefully. But, um, yeah, it just felt good. I was able to ground and reset my mental health. So I was really fresh this week. Um, and, um, you know, I've been doing good in school. Um, school just started last week. Um, so this is week two here and, um, so far so good. I am going camping with some friends. I'm so excited next week. I am so excited. Can't wait. Um, I'll be going after work, me and my husband. Um, and we're just, you know, like camping for the weekend at like around the mountains and lake and stuff. So that's going to be nice. Um, can't wait to just enjoy my people and we're cooking and just hanging out and just having a grand old time. So excited. I just got to figure out and talk to my professor on how I'll be able to, like, I got to figure out how to get a um, Wi-Fi thing out there because I do have to do group labs. So that's the only thing I'm concerned about. So I got to figure something out with that. But other than that, life has just been, 
it's been it's been great um it's been challenging but great in a way you know like I feel like everything's slowly working out and I you know I'm just grateful for where I'm at um today I don't know if you can hear but it's raining outside and I love it um I work from home today I'm officially flying solo now um I'm done with training I I finished training on Wednesday so I'm officially flying solo now. So now I only have to go into the office like once a week, which is nice. And I chose Fridays. Um, and yeah, I'm fully doing my thing. And it made me feel good because I got a lot of shout outs yesterday. So that was warming to my heart. And I shouted out some of my colleagues as well. And I'm just very happy where I'm at. I love my job for sure. It's the job that I I was meant to have because it's everything that I want and more. So very happy about that. And then speaking of that, um, I want to talk about my crystal shop. My crystal shop is, um, I, it's on sale, of course, all the way until Gemini season. But, um, if I have time after this episode, I'm probably going to work on, um, a little Tanzanite stone that I got. It's beautiful. Um, it's very like, it has like this beautiful like color to it and everything. It's, I always say this, but it's like, I wish I could keep it for myself, but I can't, but it's a cute, it's going to be like a little mini one. It's not a huge stone, a little mini stone wrapped in 14 K gold, um, that I'm going to put on sale on the shop. So I've also uh, started learning or I'm going to start learning, um, two stone pendants where I can wrap two stones. I've been uh, really working hard at trying to learn that, um, bracelets are coming. All of that stuff is coming. Um, but yeah, more pendants are going to be coming up. So I'm just letting you guys know, keep a heads up for the Tanzanite that's going to be coming up. Um, and a few other things I'm up here sipping on my tea, my herbal tea. Oh, I just love it. But, um, yeah, so my site's 10% off the Scorpio collection. I think I'm going to end up putting that 25% off soon. I just don't know how to, I got to figure out a way to, um, have only that at 25% off though. So that's what I've been struggling with. That's why it's been taking so long. Cause I don't know if it's going to cancel out the, the sale that I have going on now. That's everything right now is on sale, including the Scorpio collection, but I am going to be putting the Scorpio collection at 25% off. So if anybody was interested in anything on that collection, I mean that, um, that would be the time to really get it because I'm trying to make room for other stuff. Cause, um, yeah. So I, it might be like 15 to 25% off because the the prices were low then. So I don't want to kind of screw myself out cause I use high quality. It's like 14 K in sterling silver. So I'll figure it out, but it's going to be more than 10% It'll probably like 15 to 20, not 25. So 15 to 20. Um, we'll see. We will just see so I can get rid of it. Cause I want to put in more stuff and I'm changing up. Like I said, I've been working on some different styles, trying to figure out some different styles and stuff. So things are changing and yeah, so I'm excited about that. So go ahead and check out Alari Sky Jewelry on Etsy. That's A-L-A-R-I-E-S-K-Y-E Jewelry. So, um, remember don't Google it. You have to search it on the Etsy website or else it won't show up. But, um, yeah, you know, I was also, uh, looking at show stats and, um, 
now that uh, Anchor has pretty much become Spotify, um, I'm kind of glad I can't read the reviews. <laughs> but it it was interesting to see, and um, it's just part of life, you know. I didn't. I'm not doing this podcast to be like a five star review, um, but it. I was kind of surprised to see that um, I must be getting a lot of low ratings or something because uh, it's only at a 3.5 that I saw. And I was like, ooh, ouch. Um, Of course, not like a crap load of people rated it or anything. But truly, um, I mean, I I try to ask you guys all the time what you guys want to hear, what you don't like, what you like, so that I can curate it to things that you guys want to learn or, you know, you want me to talk about something like that. So I don't think comments can be, cause it, it doesn't show comments on Spotify. It just shows the rating. And so, um, it's not like a crap load of rating or anything. Like it's like, I think 25 people last time I checked. So I don't know if that's why it's so low, but I don't know. I would really be curious to know what people want to hear, what you guys like and everything. Like I know on Apple, there was one sweet person who left a comment and truly thank you for that. <laughs> it was really nice. And I don't expect you guys to just like blow like, you know, rainbows at my ass. I, not at all. But just honesty and not hopefully not uh, rating low just to be mean. Um, I would like to know why I'm, I'm that kind of person. I'm like, I like to communicate. You guys know that I'm the kind of person that I like to hear the truth, get some constructive criticism and then be able to work on that. So, um, if you haven't, you know, please rate the show. And yeah, if you feel like it's just three stars or one star, I don't know if that's what I'm mainly getting for it to be that much, but, um, yeah, if that's what you feel, I guess that's what you feel. But I would just like to know, like, what I could do to be better because I I enjoy doing this. It's my passion. That's why I would never quit just because, like, I'm like, oh, no, people, you know, I don't have five-star waiting. Don't expect to because you can't please everybody, right? But, you know, if, again, if you're one of those who rated low, I'd like to know. Um, um, You can DM me on the charming at the charming libra on um etsy i mean not etsy but on instagram i know i deleted all my content up there so it looks like i never post um which i you know but i'd still love to to connect with people and you know like talk and everything else so it'd be nice ask any question i'd love to do like a you know, some question, a Q and a answers, like starting the show where someone's asking me about, you know, like something like one of their placements or their friend or boyfriend, spouse, girlfriend, whatever, you know, uh, partner, whatever. So, um, I'd be open to do that. love doing stuff like that. Like I have some groups that I'm in and I just, you know, when people ask stuff like that, I just, you know, talk to them and everything. And a lot of people really enjoy what I have to say because I really come from my heart. And even though I read from these books and stuff like that, I still know astrology, right? I'm not perfect at it. Um, but yeah, but I also have decided that, um, I don't know if it's going to be this weekend, but, um, one of these weekends, Oh, excuse me. One of these weekends, I've decided that I'm going to get my chart professionally read. I've had some professional astrologers um, 
read some of it and it was pretty damn accurate. But I, you know, there's, I came to this conclusion earlier this week that, um, you know, like my work, amazing. I, I mean, everyone, I'm crushing it at work pretty much. Like I'm doing it, I'm doing amazing and I get everything done. I'm very detailed and I'm very focused. And if I treated my work the way I, if I treated my body and my health and everything the way I treated my work, I would be a fit ass bitch, healthy as fuck. And I want to know why. And I came to the conclusion of why I, um, I feel like I do so good at work and it's because I feel like my, you know, like my, (laughs) My Venus and my Mars is in the second house. And I know that we usually kind of look to Saturn for work style, but I feel like Mars also is that because it's about how you take action and what are you doing at work? You're taking action to get shit done, right? Anyways, um, it's mine is in the second house. Um, I actually have a Venus-Mars conjunct, um, but mine takes place in the second house and mine, not mine's. <laughs> But, um, and the second house is all about finances and material things and stuff like that. And I feel like because I'm getting paid is the reason why, (laughs) you know what I mean? That I'm so focused and diligent and detailed and everything else. And I'm like a perfectionist when it comes to my work. Like I do my work thorough. I'm not going to fuck around. And I came to that conclusion, like, is it because I'm getting paid is why I'm so focused? Like, perhaps if I was getting paid on my body, like, if someone was like, I'm going to give you a million dollars to lose 10 pounds, bitch, I'm losing that 10 pounds, like, for real. So it made me think, and that's why I was like, well, you know, I would like to actually, like, yeah, I know how to read a natal chart, and I know how to, you know, do, do that and everything for myself, and I've done it, but I'd like to hear from someone else. That's the main thing. That's what it is. It's not like not knowing, but I like to hear from somebody else. If, you know, if, if that's what, you know, so that's what I'm going to do. And I found one, but I need to call, I I feel like I lost the number. She gave me a card, but I need to call the shop that it's at and, and get one. But of course today is the, um, Gemini sex and relationship. Um, um, you know, um, episode, oh my gosh, I can't think, um, Gemini moon rather. So, um, Gemini season, which is nuts. I think we have like what another, let me see. No, we still got two more about, yeah, about a week and a half left of it and then it'll be cancer season. But I don't know. I just feel like this this week is already going by. So like, we're already at Friday. So it's just like insane. But anyway, um, yeah, we, um, I'm going to go into this and, you know, cancer season is the last part of the moon, um, episodes. And I don't know. I just, I don't know. I just feel like I, I like, you know, like, the, I like that. I like it, but I feel like I didn't have a lot of great resources like I thought I did um, for um, this particular stuff. So I hope um, it was helpful for everyone, but I just, I cannot wait till the next season. Cause like I said, the sex book that I got, I cannot wait. And then I just, 
to be honest, I'm just excited to be going more toward the health and nutrition route with and um, life, like kind of like lifestyle in a way. Not really lifestyle, but definitely more wellness with using astrology. So I'm excited for that. Uh, so let's go ahead and jump into the episode. So, all right, characteristics of moon. Oh, I'm sorry. I read from two books. The first book is Moon Signs Lunar Astrology from Sybil Leak, and the second one is Erotic Astrology: The Sex Secrets of Your Horoscope Revealed by Phyllis Vega. So, characteristics of moon and Gemini people is this position stimulates the imagination, sometimes manifesting itself as a means for highly creative work. But at its worst, producing the type of person who enjoys telling lies and forgets everything about the truth. So, meaning that, you know, again, every sign has its good and shadowy parts. And again, I'm trying to get away from saying, well, this sign is bad and that sign because all of us have shitty sides like that's just what it is and I just think that like when when each season comes people just love to pick on that season's you know anybody who has that season's placements and you know the other day it made me kind of sad that someone was like oh my boyfriend said I have a Gemini moon and he doesn't like it or something like that and you know everyone was like well that's because you're flaky and this and that and it's like well, can we just like lift people up first and be like, oh, well, you know, this is probably what, you, you know, like um, with your moon, you have this, uh, da, 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 like you, you know, enjoy, you know, um, doing many different things. You enjoy, you know, like communicating and all that kind of stuff, not just immediately go to, oh, that's because you're a flake or you have no feelings like that has to stop. Like I, I get air signs, you know, really express themselves much more different compared to fire and water especially um I feel like earth and air is kind of thrown in the same boat um but I feel like earth people you guys definitely are emotional but you just you only show it to the people you care about and that's kind of the same with um with air signs like we do have emotions. We are passionate about things. You know, we do express ourselves, but we only show that to people we know we feel safe with. And especially if it's in your moon sign, you're definitely not going to, you know what I mean? Like, I mean, you're going to express more, but you, you, you have to make sure you feel safe first. It's all about security. Right. But, um, yeah. So, um, basically what it's saying is that Gemini is your shadowy side it can be gossipy and yeah, where you're telling things that are like lies or over exaggerations of stuff. And you know, that, that, you know, it's like, you don't believe in the truth at that point. You just, everything is just kind of like bullshit that comes out of your mouth. So be aware of that. Like I said, that happens with everyone, but you know, um, Gemini, it's most of, you know, you guys rule communication. You're ruled by Mercury. So your communication is going to have some flaw like um, in it a little more. The moon and Gemini has many good things about it. When the mind is kept active and directed into areas such as education, the subject can be fi- a fine teacher or a quick-witted student. He can rarely keep one thing at a time and loses some impact in carrying pr- projects through the level to a level where he gets the best results. So he is constantly searching for new experiences. So again, you know, Gemini moons, you, um, you just get bored and you do 
many things you start many projects because you'll do something but then you'll quit because if it's no longer holding your interest you move on to the next thing so that's why they usually call you Gemini's jack of all trades master of none because you just are doing multiple things and and one thing I have learned because I I can suffer from that one thing I have learned when I'm doing that like books I read like you guys, I kid you not, like over five to six books at the same time. And when I do that, none of them gets done. Now, lately, because I've been having to travel a lot, I've been using Audible, which has really came in handy. So I've been really finishing and being diligent, not jumping around with books and just like, I'm going to finish this book. That's like my main focus. I'm like, I'm going to finish this book. I'm going to listen to this book and get it done instead of dropping like all kinds of stuff. So that's been helpful with getting my reading done because I I told myself for the new year that I wanted to read more books and because I'm in school and now working I don't I just don't have time unless it's a school book and I don't want to just only be reading textbooks so you know do what you got to do to make that goal I know some people are like well when you listen to Audible uh, that's not reading uh okay so yeah I may not be using my fucking eyes to read but I'm listening that's reading to me I'm still getting knowledge so um, may not be using my eyes, but I'm using my ears. So it's the same thing in my opinion. It's still helping me learn. So do what you got to do. Okay. To reach your goal. Don't let other people get in your head. Anyways. Uh, okay. So where are we at? Okay. So in business, the moon and Gemini person can sparkle, but he does best with a strong practical partner who does not mind calling the shots. If the moon and Gemini person respects his partner, he does not mind this supervision, providing he has been allowed plenty of freedom during his youth. If this is missing, he can become resentful at first, have a quick spurt of temper, and then cheerfully walk away. Quick to rise to any physical or mental emergency, the moon and Gemini often does not know the meaning of fear and consequently will take chances that would devastate anyone else. So... Like their Sagittarian sister, Gemini moons are, you know, they just, they love to experience new things. They're, they're like, if curious had a picture, it's a Gemini, right? It's, it's just is because they love to explore different things. Um, but they can, they cannot, they can be reckless with what they do. They can just jump into things and not think about the consequences at times. But in a way from what it was mentioning, like, um, with business partners, yeah, they, you kind of need if you're going into business with someone, Gemini moon, you're going to need someone that kind of grounds you. You are a fucking mutable air. So you are constantly moving. You're all over the place, everything else. And so you need someone to kind of help ground your attention in where they can, where it's like not bossy and to the point where it's limiting your freedom. Cause you do need your space to move. You do need your independence to thrive, but you also need someone to be like, okay, Hey, pay attention a little bit. Like, or Hey, look at this, like kind of like keep your attention on the task at hand pretty much. Okay, so in romance, this type of person is not averse to indulging in several in several affairs at once and manages to survive without anyone hating him due to his charm and the ease with which he can make explanations. So, I've seen this a lot like I said, I have some Gemini friends and this girl will have like eight boyfriends, like not dating eight dudes like that. <laughs> she's like talking to and everything and I, I don't know how she does it I really don't like 
I don't know, like, when I was, like, younger, I'd have, like, maybe, like, before I, like, settled down, of course, not, like, while I'm with someone, but I would have, like, maybe two to three people I'm talking to, but it would just get exhausting to the point where I would, like, talk to those three, and then whoever was the one that captured my interest, then I would, like, just cut everyone else off. I would just kind of, like, ghost everybody else, but other than that, like, eight, and then actually dating these people, hanging out, and then making them think that you want to be with them, that takes a lot of work, so... If that's what you're doing, be careful with that. And it's weird because it's like when Gemini's like the, when Gemini's are doing that, people don't hate them, and it's because they none of them know what they're doing. You know what I mean? They're very sly, very charming, like like they said. So, um, yeah. So you guys put in the work to do that because I don't know how you can do it. it. It's just overly tiring. But that's what Gemini energy needs. They they just like to indulge in, diff- in many different people at one time to kind of, you know, because you guys don't really, um, you guys commit, but it takes a while for you to commit. And it has to be someone that really captures like your mind and your heart all at the same time. You know what I mean? So, um, okay, so let's see. Uh, Marriages do not start with any stability, but can be maintained if the partner is easygoing and understands the duality, which is exact, which is exaggerated in the moon and Gemini. He covers a lot of faults with total optimism, even when everything seems to be going wrong. He can bounce back into activity after a major setback. With this position of the moon, both sexes seem to retain a special kind of youthfulness and in old age always relates well to younger people. They are vain about their personal appearance. So, um, yeah, Gemini's like to look good, you know what I mean? Um, and the, the fucking icon of them all, Marilyn Monroe is a damn Gemini and it's true. Usually Gemini, um, uh, big three placements, you guys have a youth about you. You do, you're forever young. And I think that's what makes you guys a breath of fresh air because you just, you're just so damn fun and you just, you know, you just make everyone feel alive. You know what I mean? Like who wants to, who wants to feel old? You know, like that's one thing I refuse to indulge in is like this whole, like, I feel old culture. And I, it's just like, come on people. If you're alive, you're young. That's how I look at it. I'm sorry. Yeah. Our appearance changes, but the point is it's all about your mindset and how you take care of yourself. And I'm telling you, I'm going to live my life long a long healthy life looking great feeling great and I'll never say I'm old I don't give a fuck if I'm wrinkly my hair is almost gone you know my hairs are gray I refuse it I'm just gonna continue to take care of myself and really do like my best like I said I'm cooking up a wonderful um uh healthcare team so I can have help and guidance on that like the stuff I cannot do I want guidance with people who are going to help so um yes all right so uh okay so physical characteristics tall well-formed like a lithe figure I don't know if it's lithe or lithe figure coloring varies between pale and sanguine with a good complexion and brown hair oval eyes wide apart with finely arched brows so again these books always go off of European looks. So you just got to take it as it is. But as far as the things that aren't related to, you know, like 
race or, you know, anything like that, uh, Geminis do tend to run tall and lean. I, that is one thing that I've read across all, um, astrology books when it comes to, um, like ancient books. Those are the ones that have most of those of what people look like. Ancient books, um, have said that. And I noticed that seems to be somewhat like true. Of course, I've seen short Geminis too, but I definitely see, I feel like when it comes to like, weight and all that stuff you guys uh, seem to be able to not only um like it's hard for you to gain weight somewhat but like you guys just are more on the lean side and you don't really see many um depending on their chart too again because someone could be like a gemini sun moon rising and have like hella like jupiter ruled like planets or venus ruled planets and those are the two planets. You you guys know Jupiter rules, you know, fat production. So, um, and then Venus also rules like, you know, being able to gain weight because it rules sugars and stuff like that. And so how your body processes sugars. So, yeah. So you got to be like aware of that stuff too. So weaknesses, pneumonia, varicose, aneurysm, um, a variety of lung problems. Okay. So... So it says, how moon and Gemini people relate to the sun signs? Okay, so to sun and Aries, the lunar Gemini is attracted to the volatile, um, oh yeah, I forgot to explain. This is with, again, this is all Gemini moons with um, all 12 of the zodiac sign, um, um, sun signs. So it's how your moon relates to their sun sign. So again, starting with Aries, the lunar Gemini is attracted to the volatile nature of the Arian, but relationships dissolve into thin air as both tire of playing games designed to outdo the other. The sun in Aries dominates for limited amounts of time. The strength of the moon in Gemini is its ability to withdraw from situations before they become too difficult. Gemini's fickle nature is not something that Aries can understand or tolerate. In business and romance, the relationship will be short-lived, but partings are made without malice and a degree of friendship will remain. To Sun and Taurus, the lunar Gemini can never understand the stability or down-to-earth qualities of Taurus and this little respect for them and has little respect for them and therefore little time to spend on trying to understand. It is one-sided attraction with the Taurian being intrigued by the versati- versatility of the Gemini but being quite incapable of catching up with the speed at which the Gemini mind moves. Business relationships are passing phases. Lunar Geminis may be employed for short-term projects by Taurians. On a romantic basis, the charm of the Lunar Gemini appeals to the beauty-loving Taurian, but rarely Bergians into marriage. If marriage is the outcome, it is always for different reasons than love. The main attraction here is generally through the arts of sciences. So, with the sun, with the, with Gemini and Aries, you know, things can work as far as the fun side, but yeah, you guys, um, I feel like you guys will feed off of each other's ego with, oh, well, I can do this. And other ones, I can do this. And then like it kind of said, so, um, it, to me, it, it will definitely, it still has a lot of potential, but you just have to like swallow that fucking pride and shit and stop not worry about trying to outdo the other. And I don't feel like that's so much of Gemini, but I feel like because I feel like mutable signs feed off of other people. 
So because the Aries would be the one that's like, well, I can do this. Like a very braggart kind of, they, they have like a braggart. That's one of their shadow things, qualities to me is being a braggart and showing off. Um, Gemini would feed off of that and then start doing the same thing. You see what I mean? Any mutable sign again um, kind of does that, especially I feel not so much uh, Sagittarius and Virgo, but definitely like Pisces and Gemini feed off of other people to me. Taurus, that does not surprise me at all because again, Taurus is very, they're very slow. They move when they want to move and that is not what a Gemini is about. You're talking about mutable air with a fixed earth. That's like fucking stone and, you know, again, a moving tornado. Like it's just not, it's not going to work. You know what I mean? It's just, I'm not saying it it can. I know it sounds like I I always retract, but I I just feel like I could say it better. Again, it goes by all your other placements, but yeah, you're going to have a difficult time with someone who's like, well, no, I just want to focus on this, this one thing. That is not how a Gemini works. You guys know that Geminis like to do many things at one time. So that's going to be too difficult for that person. Anyway, so Gemini with Gemini, there is a mutual attraction in which neither dominates but it is often a heal and farewell short-term relationship that can be picked up again from time to time there's definitely no dullness in their relationship in this relationship but it's likely to be enduring the attraction of like minds can produce results in educational and research ventures on an everyday level this relationship is quite pleasant while it lasts in romance each gets a childlike enjoyment out of the out of the affair no one gets hurt sexual instincts here are are not too strong. Gradually, the affair will break down with little regret by either party. Gemini's quick intuition always tells him when when to move on. So, of course, I I mean that's just my opinion. I just feel like the same sign with the same sign, and perhaps like the moon and the sun can you know it can work well. But it just to me it just it's like dating yourself. That's how I feel. Someone always says, well, "Would you date another Libra?" I don't think I could. I really don't because it's like we have too much of the same qualities. I I need someone that's going to bring something a little different to the relationship. Like if I'm emotional, I need someone else to be like, understand my emotions, but ground me, you know what I mean? And vice versa. So that's just my thoughts. Anyway, um, to sun and cancer, cancer will probably be dominant, but this almost never, never a satisfaction. This is almost never a satisfaction satisfactory relationship gemini is quick to understand the moods of cancer but he is usually bored and quickly loses interest the cancerian is likely to become possessive of the lunar gemini and the last thing a gemini wants is a trap closing around him the lunar gemini does not like to be around when anyone is upset and both sexes of of cancerians can become very emotional in business the good mental abilities of the lunar gemini can be useful to the cancerian the acquisition the act Inquisitive Cancerian is willing to share things with the Lunar Gemini, but the relationship will come to grief when it's time for Gemini to repay Cancer. So, you know, Gemini's, um, they, they hold within them both polarities of the masculine and the feminine. Like they're the twins. So one twin, you know, shows the masculine and then the feminine. So they have emotions, but they do get very uncomfortable if you're emotional and Cancer's 
bless your heart, you guys just express the hell out of your emotions. And that will literally push a Gemini away, especially if it's too soon. They have to really care about you to want to, you like really be there and support that. But they don't know what to do when you're like crying and overly emotional because it just, it just makes them shut down. So um, they get it, but they don't like dealing with it. Put it like that. So, uh, Sun and Leo, it is amazing how the lunar Gemini can grate on the nerves of the solar Leo. Sometimes this seems deliberate, but it usually comes about without the lunar Gemini's even trying. When the solar Leo retaliates in no, no uncertain manner, Gemini knows there is advantage in making a strategic, uh, retreat. In romance, that is not always possible. And then the lunar Gemini sulks and becomes respondent and the battle is won for Leo. There is a physical attraction and it thrives until the abrasive quality of the lunar Gemini exerts itself, spoiling the romantic image. In business manners, Leos often grit their teeth and put up with the Gemini when he has something spectacular to bring into the relationship. But it is very much a hit and miss state of affairs and and in time, both parties give up. While Gemini recognizes the strong vital force in Leo and is able to absorb it it almost by osmosis, he may be, he may understand, underestimate Leo's smartness and take him for granted. Yeah. You can't outsmart Leo's people. Leo's, they, they got it. They got it together. They do. They got it together. Sorry, taking a, oh, a refreshing sip of my tea. Okay, so... To the sun in Virgo, both sharing the ruling planet of Mercury and moon and Gemini type seem to have the advantage which go with Mercury, the planet of communication and education. Both areas in which Virgoans take an interest, the attraction is a first intellectual, and even when there are romantic overtones, but the relationship is far better when it is kept on the level of business. Although it is not unusual for business and pleasure to mix well, it is for a limited time. The moon in Gemini appreciates the intellect of the sun in Virgo, but lacks Virgo's perseverance and will tire more quickly, losing interest in joint projects. So sun in Libra, there is a tremendous attraction here. The quick-witted, pleasure-loving lunar Gemini appeals very much to the beauty-loving Libra. As they move in the same social circles, this is generally, generally where they are likely to meet and start a friendship. When Libra becomes possessive, Gemini leaves. When Libra becomes excessively indecisive, Gemini will stay around and give advice. This relationship can succeed well in business or in a romantic basis. In the latter, in the latter cost, there are a few sobering moments in store for the Libran. But Gemini's charm can generally placate Libra unless Gemini gives in to his most basic weakness and tells one white lie too many. Neither is forgiving if the other party strays in marriage. To Sun and Scorpio, the lunar Scorpio can exert charm at will, and since there is a physical attraction to Gemini, there is generally enough will to find a way to start and maintain a relationship. Both are inquisitive and enjoy gossip while maintaining great control on any secret areas of their own lives. And both have sense enough not to probe too deeply into taboo areas. In business, the combination can be good and long-lasting and sexual attraction lasts a long time in a romantic situation with both parties eager to, eager to maintain this mutual need. Gemini can challenge the sun in Scorpio and get away with it purely on the basis of charm. 
But if Gemini goes too far and the scorpion gains ground, the slash of the scorpion tongue and barb stings will be more than the lunar Gemini can cope with. Yeah, you don't want to fuck around like... I feel like Geminis will just grate the nerves of a Scorpio because they they don't like bullshit. They hate lies. And if you're always bullshitting them and all that stuff, they will eventually just cutthroat you. Like, it's not, you know, a good thing. And Geminis don't like to be talked down to. Like, they're not going to deal with that. So, and they can't handle it either. So... The sun in Sagittarius, the attraction is linked to financial needs and both recognize they can make a contribution to mutually benefit each party. The versatile mind of the lunar Geminian works well with the driving power of Sagittarius. When the business side is at its best, both can make money and enjoy success. Romantically, the lunar Gemini can enjoy the passions of the solar Sagittarius, but compensations have to be made when the lunar Gemini decides to make too many friendships away from the domestic scene. There is an alternating current of domination here, and the parties may seem to be on a seesaw. Um, to, to Sun and Capricorn, the lunar Geminian finds it hard to cope with the moodiness of Capricorn. There is a mental stimulus to both parties, but once the Capricorn lapses into depression, the Geminian will rarely stay around to cheer him up. It is... This aspect, which also ruins many a, many a lunar Gemini romance with Capricorn. Although it can be good if the lunar Geminian is female and younger than the Capricorn, she can generally coax him out of his Saturnian depression, especially if there is a stable financial situation. The lunar Gemini knows how to use the sun in Capricorn, and when the relationship wanes, he is able to walk away Without being hurt, the lunar Gemini has no time to spend in trying to understand the Saturn-inspired moods of the Capricorn and rarely learns anything from sharing sorrow. To Sun in Aquarius, if a lunar Geminian wants to find someone to, to talk to take on the bulk of responsibility and iron out many of the hard ruts in life, then there is no better companion than the solar Aquarian. The attraction is at first intellectual, then resolves into caring companionship. It is often one-sided with the lunar Geminian having most of the advantages, but this does not seem to upset the solar Aquarian. This is especially true in romantic relationship, but harder to establish in a business one unless the lunar Geminian is exceptionally brilliant and the solar Aquarian is exceptionally tolerant. So, yeah, you know, like Aquarius would be a fun um, date for a Gemini because both need their independence, but the thing is, is that Aquarius is, to me, is, they don't really bullshit, so I feel like, um, you don't want to do anything that just is, like, fluff, and, um, you know, what was I gonna say? They're, they're just not bullshitters, they're a fixed sign, they're all about, you know, like, the humanitarian and treating people fairly and stuff like that, so if you're someone that's just like, oh, you look this and that, oh, this is so awesome, they can, they can kind of see through the bullshit, so just beware of that. <laughs> um, to Sun and Pisces, to a certain extent, each is aware of the fact that he can exploit the other, but it is never done miraculously. Often both parties get a lot of pleasure out of fun-inspired exploitation. The attraction is based on contrast. Pisces marvels at the daring of the lunar Geminian, and in turn, the lunar Geminian enjoys the placid nature of the solar Pisces, who is rarely dull and has a good sense of humor. 
In both business and romance, this relationship is often subjected to friends who advise that it can never amount to anything. The surprising thing is that these two unstable types often get a great deal out of life and enjoy each other's companionship for long periods. So, yeah, they're both mutable signs. They're both, you know, like they go by where the wind takes them. So I feel like uh, Pisces and Gemini can really, really have a, a lot of fun together, you know. So um, that is it for that book. Now we're jumping into the erotic astrology. I said astrology, uh, astrology. Um, oh, here, let's see where we're at. Sheesh, what is going on? Usually I do not have this hard of a time. I should have had this already ready. Um, for this, but this book will be used for a long time though, because it has like literally Mars, Venus, the Sun and Venus, the Moon and Venus, or Mars or whatever. Um, and I really think, and we guess that we'll have like two sex books. Oh my goodness. You guys, it's almost like this is, like, missing. (coughs) Excuse me. And I'm trying not to stay quiet because I don't want people, like, oh, did it turn off and then they turn off the show? Here we go. My goodness. Okay, so, Moon and Gemini. In Airy Gemini, the Moon's energy is scattered and erratic, making you moody, restless, and high-strung. Curious and questioning, you're continually on the lookout for new types of intellectual simulation you take a lively interest in everything you see and everyone you meet however you have a short attention span and tend to flip from interest to interest without taking the time to probe the depths of any one subject you possess a carefree easygoing manner razor sharp wit and a gift for gap that makes you a popular sought after companion you reflect the mood of those around you and respect to and respond to situations the way you think others expect you to respond by saying what people want to hear, instead of revealing your own opinions, you give the appearance of emotional non-involvement. It is not surprising then that others have difficulty getting to know the real you. So as mentioned, that's why I, I was talking about earlier how, you know, a Gemini's can tend to kind of mirror what other people are conveying or saying to them. Therefore, no one truly gets to know what the Gemini actually wants and needs, right? So it comes off as detached. Um, So in bed, it says, more mental than emotional or physical, your major erotic zone is between your ears. You get off on fantasizing and talking about sex. Your aversion to boredom makes witty banter and subtle promises of previously untried bedroom techniques, the ideal come on from a prospective lover, prospecting lover. You expect sex to be fun and prefer making love in unusual places. Risk provides an added thrill and the possibility of getting caught in the act fuels your erotic imaginings. Even at home, you dislike having your lovemaking confined to the bedroom. Variety and change stimulate your desires and you're willing to try anything new or different. Since you love gadgets, uh, sex toys and devices are a welcome addition to your erotic activities. You guys know that Christian Grey was a Gemini, right? (laughs) Just saying, just saying. I found that out too. I thought he was a Scorpio. I'm not kidding. 
I thought, even though I know it's a character, I was like, he's got to be a Scorpio. Because look how he was so fucking possessive of of Anastasia, right? And then um, someone's like, oh, Christian Grey is actually... Where did I... I saw that. Because um, I think in the book... I think in the, yeah, it is. He's a Gemini. Because I think in the book it mentions when his birthday is or something like that. I can't remember. But, um, and yeah, and Anastasia is a Virgo. Interesting, right? Two mark, two mercurial people though. So, yeah. Anyways, uh, <laughs> little slide off. But anyways, um, I um I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. And again, don't forget to check out Alari Sky Jewelry on Etsy. 10% off of everything right now and more to come. And again, please, you know, if you really do enjoy the show, please rate the show um, either on Apple or Spotify. Um, I, it would mean a lot to me. And, you know, if there's something you want to hear, you something you, you don't like or something, let me know, please. Just don't be an ass up there and just be you know like mean just be mean that's not cool um but yeah just it would mean a lot to me if you guys can do that for me um and uh I love you guys so much truly thank you for those of you who do enjoy the show I mean again the show is constantly growing and I you know I wouldn't have any you know people listening if it wasn't for you you know I constantly mention I remember when I was talking to myself at first I started the show in 2020 during quarantine because I was you know I wanted to just talk about astrology and hopefully you know I gain some people and I have and it's all thanks to you guys and I love you so so much I appreciate all of you and have a wonderful wonderful day you guys um bye